Hi, Richard Durrington, your jovial host for the last five years, here again. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. It's our October surprise. Every day we will hear practical insights from A Call to Prayer by J.C. Ryle. His heart and call is indeed that of a tender brother and our companion in Christian warfare as he speaks to us. Let me speak lastly to those who do pray. I trust that some who read this tract know well what prayer is and have the spirit of adoption. To all such, I offer a few words of brotherly counsel and exhortation, and suffer me then as a companion in the Christian warfare to offer you a few words of exhortation. One thing, at least we all feel, we must pray. We cannot give it up. We must go on. As Ryle's heart strides together aside your host Fred, in October, we will hear their practical prayer craft that gives life to a growing, biblical, dynamic, sincere, soul-satisfying, and consistent prayer life. And now, live from the paddock, here's your friend and mine, our host, Fred. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. My name is Fred, back in the paddock. That's our booth, and I'm the host. And we're back again for October 4th, our fourth day in October. And today, in the words of Ryle, he's going to offer another of his pearls of wisdom in our exhortation to keep on praying. I'm glad you're back. I love J.C. Ryle. I love God's Word. Holy God, teach us something today. Speak to us today. Amen. J.C. Ryle then goes on in his little treatise, in his tract as he calls it. And we've heard the first part again. Suffer me then, he says, as a companion in the Christian warfare, to offer you a few words of exhortation. One thing, at least we all feel, we must pray, we cannot give up, we must go on. And he goes on from there. I commend then to your attention the importance of irreverence and humility in prayer. Let us never forget what we are, and what a solemn thing it is to speak with God. And even as forgiven sinners, we are still humble children of God, grateful that his salvation has opened up the way of our conversation. So he's encouraging us to humility and the solemn nature of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. When I think of coming into the presence of God, I very often think of talking to my own dad, my earthly dad. He was a great dad. He was a kind person. And he wasn't overly overly philosophical in things, but he was always open to conversation about anything, anytime. It makes me a little bit sad that I did not, in the way of transparency, always take advantage of him and his practical wisdom. And while I could talk to him about anything, that was so very true. One thing I can assure you, and I knew his love, it was steadfast. I didn't have to worry about that and his tenderness. But I did not talk to him like I talked to my peers. There was no way. And someone has told me in the past, that's respect, right? And I've told you in the past, and it's still true, even if a biblical, biblical standard makes you stumble in your converse with God, if it makes it hard or, intervi- or interferes with your prayers, to set it aside until God convicts you and just keep talking to God just the way you are right now. All that is true. 
it's probably not grammatical the way I said it, but it's true. It's also true there is a solemnness in entering into the throne room of God and talking to the king, even though he may be our father. And the very first step in what, would, what, it, what we might call protocol that I would encourage you to think about, maybe even pray over, is humility. For today, perhaps, this is what I would like to do. I just want to read three brief passages. And you might, as long as you're not driving or handling heavy equipment or doing something that needs your eyes, you might, as I read these, just close your eyes and listen and think to yourself what tone we are going to hear from Jesus, then from an old Puritan named Richard Aline. Not sure how exactly you pronounce that, forgive me. And then from Samuel Rutherford. We're going to listen to their quotes and think to yourself, or maybe come back to this and think to yourself, what tone in your heart and mind and soul do you think was on their lips as they said these things? First, we're going to start with Jesus, Matthew 6, 9-13. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Those are the words of Jesus. And then we want to hear from Richard Aline. I'm going to say it, Aline. And he prayed this, and I love this. Lord, let me sit down to eat with you, and I will never complain about the menu. If I have a portion from your table, however much it is, just let me hear your voice saying, I am yours, and with me are all things. I will be content with your allowance. What a sentiment. And then lastly, just two sentences from Samuel Rutherford. In all his troubles and his exiles, he said this to one of the people that he loved, or he wrote this, in a word, I am a fool, and he is God. I will hold my peace hereafter. And that was after learning some of the lessons that God taught him. Oh Lord, thank you for the day, and thank you for this time. As we finish up, may the humble hear this, and rejoice. Amen. Thank you again for listening. In humility, I commend you to the God who loves your soul. Brethren, let's pray for one another.